exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowlers Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company. Well, Phantom fans, you're in for a real treat this week as we continue to pay tribute to great players from the past. And our guest this week is literally known all over the world, not only for starting to bowl at four years old, but for many other amazing accomplishments in this great sport. She bowled in the WIBC tournament at age nine, and then turned pro at age 16. She went on to win eight PWBA titles, the WIBC Queens, and four WIBC titles, two with Gloria Bouvier as a partner, and also in all events and team title. And she was a two-time Bowler of the Year and is in the USBC Hall of Fame, as well as the Missouri and Kansas City's Hall of Fame. And there's more. There's a lot more. But we have a show to do, and I could talk about her record for a half hour, but Let's get her out of here. So, hello, Judy Sutar. Hey, Phantom. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, and I'm privileged and honored to have you on the show. We just had your husband on a few weeks ago, and he was met with a lot of great encouragement. Uh, people still love him. Uh, he was amazing to be out on the road that long, and you've been with him almost as long. But, you know, in the intro, I mentioned that you were known all over the world, partially because you work for Brunswick. For 52 years, that's amazing. It was it was a great uh, relationship with them. They signed me when I was 16 years old, I wor- and I worked for them for 52 years. They had a wonderful retirement party for us, plus the bowlers, the senior bowlers, took up a donation, sent us on an Alaska cruise, all paid for. So it, it was an amazing career for me with Brunswick. And uh, after I retired in 1990, I was able to stay out on the men's senior tour with Dave and be the rep for another 10 or 12 years. And I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed enjoyed being the rep on the ladies tour for years after I retired in 1990 to then graduate to the senior tour. Well, it was a pleasure to see you out on the senior tour. I was out there for a little while, but uh, one of the good things about that senior tour was a lot of the guys that didn't have a chance to bowl the regular tour And now that they were retired, they all got together again and became, you know, the senior tour, which was really popular. 
And one of the things about the men's store, the seniors, there were two strong women out there. Sandy Curtis, she was like a part-time tournament director, and you. You guys kept the men in line. I loved it. Yeah, we did. We had a great time. Well, anyway, there's a whole lot I want to talk to you about. I, I got so many questions. I know we're going to run out of time. But before getting started, I know that you were great, great friends with a lady that I already mentioned that you were partners with at some time, uh, Gloria Bouvier, and that she recently passed away. And I remember Gloria. She was a character, a real tough competitor. Uh, what, what can you say about Gloria? You know, I met Gloria when I was 16 years old at the World's Invitational, and uh, I was scared to death bowling at age 16 against Marion Ladawig and Laverne Carter. And Gloria and her husband, Fritz, they took me under their wing at age 16, and uh, we've been friends for 52 years. And I lost her Memorial Day weekend to a tragic accident. She fell and hit her head. They were unable to re revive her. I'm actually leaving on Tuesday to go to her celebration of life. Anyhow, she was a great friend, and I'm truly going to miss her. And, and like you said, what a character. She could have been Carol Burnett's stand-in. I could go on for two hours and tell you stories about Gloria. But anyhow, all of you out there, please keep her family in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, you know, I met her back in the day, and I also met her son a few years later. Is he doing okay? Yeah, Mike is doing great. He's he's doing great. Yes, they have a bowling center, uh, a little, I think it's only 12 lanes, and uh, he, he's doing very well. Well, that's good to know. I, I'm not going to be able to be there, but if you could tell her uh, family that I said hello, and you know, I had a world of respect for her. Uh, I hung around the ladies' store a little bit back in the day, and I was able to meet a lot of you gals, and uh, it was a real honor. So uh, especially him, give him my best, too, please. I will. Okay, well, you know, one thing about you, Judy, a man is kind of based on his word, and a real man says what's on his mind. You never have to guess if he's got something to say. You've never been bashful. You've always spoken up for yourself, and that's one of the things about people that really respected you. In fact, you've even uh, had a couple of direct questions for me over the years, and we've remained friends, and I'm really proud of that. But anyway, here's a platform for you to say, Anything you want, which I have no idea what that might be. Okay. I, I've had so many great things happen to me in my bowling career, and I, I only had one thing happen. I was put into the PWBA Hall of Fame as a pioneer instead of for superior performance. And to make a long story short, they had my record incorrect, and uh, – on the on the uh, committee was John Jowdy, Dick Evans, and Joe Lou, very well-known bowling writers in the bowling industry. And when they found out the record was incorrect, they wanted to have a revote and correct it. They missed two of my titles is what happened. They said I only had six, and I had eight. John Falzone at the PWBA refused to let them uh, revote. He said things to me like, Judy, a Hall of Fame is a Hall of Fame. Well, I'm sorry, Phantom. That's not what it's all about. And uh, so I, I've gotten over it a lot, but it just was one thing that uh, uh, I, I always think about sometimes. And they just had a reunion not too long ago. And I, I just can't go. I, I can't go because it's just it, it's so many memories with it involved. So that's my soapbox. Well, good for you. You know, <laughs> I did read something recently somewhere 
where they were talking about that. I don't I don't know if you've heard anything updated, uh, if they've changed their mind, uh, re redone things or not. Have you heard anything about it? At one time, Dave Bernhardt was trying to get them together, the, the new officials that are running the tour now, to bring it back up. And it looked very promising, according to Dave Bernhardt. But since then, nothing has happened. And they can easily correct it with very easily correct it. Form a committee, give them my record. I mean, I'm two-time bowler of the year, 70, <laughs> 73 and 75. I know. What more record would they have to have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're in a bowl of the year, that must mean something. But, you know, that's too bad that that happened. You know, I'm surprised at Falzone for whatever reason he had, but that's crazy. You, you, you look you up, which I did a little research on you, on Google. There it is, two-time bowl of the year, eight titles, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. your record, when you see the difference in being whatever, there's two different categories, right? One is an old timer that you could have been a secretary of a league someplace or the other is through performance. If there's anybody well, the that could. The pioneer portion was to put people in like Georgia Veach. Uh, they put oh. Jeanette Robinson in. She was the president for years and only had one title. Right. It, right. Was, it was a, it was a category to make sure that people that helped the PWBA out get in and, right. uh, you know, so. Yeah. I was just shocked when they called me and told me, I said, what? Are you kidding me? You know, yeah. and a poor little girl that was in the office, she just was a secretary. You know, I I said to her, you can tell them they can put that, that pioneer wherever they want to put it because I won't be there. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Sutar, I'm so sorry. It says, not your fault. What, what a rip. Yeah. All right, well, let's change topics a little bit. But as our listeners know, we recently began recognizing some of the greats from the past. And it's hard to talk to somebody about their own record because they're humble and they don't like to brag. So in some cases, this works out better because I've already had this person you've talked about recorded. And we're going to record your show. And it's going to be about you paying tribute to a real good friend of yours back in the day that you bowled with and against. So who was that? That was Lori Nichols. Oh, uh, I met her. She came out on uh, and bowled in the uh, BPAA All-Star in 1972 as an amateur, and she won that tournament, her very first tournament, pro tournament ever. And she remained an amateur for, oh, a couple years. Uh, I, you know, I was out on the tour full time and then all of a sudden she joined the PWBA and she came out and uh, I was still rooming with Gloria and Lori was rooming with someone else. I, I'm not sure. I can't remember. But anyhow, the person she was rooming with didn't bowl anymore. And then Gloria uh, left. And so Lori and I got together and um, anyhow, we roomed together for well over 20, 25 years. Wow. I sort of was the mother hen on the tour, everyone came to me with all their problems, their issues, their whatever. And anyhow, in the late 70s, early 80s, I got a phone call from, a, I know you'll recognize this name, Leila Wagner, oh, and it yeah. was her father. And it, she was joining the PWBA, and he says, I will not let her come out on the tour unless I have, no, there's someone out there that will take care of her. <laughs> and I said, 
I'll take care of her. So all of a sudden, we had three of us, Lori, Leila, and I. I just want to tell you, all the years that we were together, we never had a, uh, an argument. We never had a, a, a misunderstanding. Um, I believe in the in the early 90s that uh, another tour was formed, the LPBT, and it's sort of like this golf tour now, you know? Yeah. And uh, several of the girls left the PWBA and went to the LPBT, and they still could bowl in both. But I remained uh, loyal to the PWBA, and Lori left and went with the other one. And we never had a harsh word about it. I said, you know, it's your decision. And, you know, it lasted about a year, but she made a lot of money, you know, and I passed that all up, but I don't have any regrets. And the other thing with Lori, with this pioneer uh, thing that with the uh, PWBA, Lori went in that same year as uh, superior performance. And it would have been so great for the two of us to be able to go in together in the superior performance category. And um, anyhow, but Lori, I could tell you a few stories about Lori. Well, tell, she had tell, a little... tell us about her record first. What kind of a record did she have? Do you remember? Oh, I don't really remember, but she won probably 10, 12 titles. And she had several WIBC titles, and she, she was in the WIBC Hall of Fame. And so she, you know, she had a lot of, a lot of records uh, for that. But, yeah, so she had a great career. All right, one last thing about that. What kind of a style did she have? Was it down and in, like, pretty famous back in the day? Yeah, she wasn't, uh, yeah, she was very good from the gutter. And, yes, she threw it it pretty straight. Yeah, she was uh, accurate, um, both her and I. uh, I think part of the reason our careers were so good was our spare shooting. That was, both of us were, you know, that that was very important. You're going to hear this next week, but I'll give you a little... uh, predated a little bit in information she said you were the most accurate player she ever saw so that's all <laughs> that's all i'm going to tell you you got to listen and okay. hear the rest for yeah. yourself <laughs> okay <laughs> all right now i want to hear some stories that you said okay. you had a couple of stories i want to hear I stories <laughs> lori lori had a little temper Uh-oh. and oh yeah yeah she i can remember two instances one she uh kicked the foul light because whatever, she didn't get a strike when she needed it or whatever. And the foul light, of course, went off and it won't quit. It's just going, <laughs> ooh, ooh. And she's trying to touch it and take her towel and, and wipe around the, the little glass. So anyhow, they had to stop the whole tournament and to get the foul light fixed. Then one other time, she she punched the the automatic scorer thing and it started, you know, making funny noises too. In both instances, she got fined. And in in the one instance with the scorer, she had to pay to have it fixed. Uh-oh. And and after that, she she calmed down, you know. And I I would and she always apologized and she apologized to the to the owner of the bowling center, and, you know. <laughs> but one other thing that she was uh, noted for the. The PWBA, of course, it's, you know, when you get a group of women involved, they were having some issues with the length of the skirt. And it was mainly us older people on the tour with the new youngsters coming out. 
but I had no problem with it, you know, because I had my little short skirts too. But there were three or four older uh, women. They wa- they wanted the, the uh, skirts to be longer. So Lori thought, you know what? I'm going to start wearing knickers. So <laughs> she went out and she bought, oh, eight, nine pairs of knickers. She had the Argyle socks. Wow. She had three or four pair of bowling shoes that went with the knickers. Cool. And, of course, once again jealousy you know so anyhow they were having this meeting about the the skirts and it was in rockford and that's where the pwba was and Lori and i went and it's just going nowhere it's absolutely going nowhere you know and says i have a question can't we talk about making this tour better than arguing about the length of skirt and i don't know someone says well well we'll get to that so Lori looked over at me and she says i'm out of here I said, okay. And we were in the back of the room. So we left and we went to this little Italian restaurant that's right next to the bowl where everybody always went. So about a half an hour later, in walks five or six of the girls, one of them being Donna Adamek, which was another great bowler on the ladies' tour. She walked by our table and she just looked over at Lauren. She goes, can't wear those knickers anymore. (laughs) And Lauren says, what do you mean? They voted them out. You can't wear them anymore. Wow. She said, that's impossible. Well, I'm just telling you, you can't wear them anymore. And they put it in the rules, and she, could, she couldn't wear them anymore. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's then <clears throat> she got a motorhome. <laughs> and so now we're, li- we're living and traveling in the motorhome. Well, as you know, how many uh, people have had motorhomes, and they break down in the the worst circumstances, and we had several issues with that. But uh, anyhow, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she she was she was a great roommate, and she now she lived in Chicago, and she now lives in um, Brandon, Florida, which is about twenty minutes from me. Really, and Leila and Leila lives in Venice full time. So the three of us are back together again. We. We've played in golf tournaments where member guests and and we meet, you know, halfway and have dinner. And so we've we've remained, you know, very good friends. I went through some issues with Lori. She was married uh, and had been married for many, many years, I believe 25 years. And her husband wanted a divorce, Terry. And so I went through that with her and uh, she, she got over it. They, they have remained very, very good friends to this day. And her husband, Terry, and Dave and I are very, very good friends. He comes here and stays stays at our house, you know. And uh, uh, Lori stays at our house, too, you know, when she lived in Chicago. But uh, when he's here, all he talks about is Lori and what a great bowler she was and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> well, why can't you be together? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow. Now, speaking of old friends, I got to tell you this because I just gave this gal your phone number because I've been in touch with her and she's been sending me all these pictures of her grandchildren, two boys that are great baseball players. And she has all these pictures from the past. And she has this beautiful picture of you and Dave that she sent me. I don't know how to send it to you, but I'm sure you've seen it. But it's and I gave her your phone number. So she's going to be calling you. And it's a girl, Joyce Godman. Oh, Joyce. I saw the picture. Barry Asher sent the picture of uh, 
Jim's uh, grandson. Yeah, and they're great baseball Sarah, players. That's the pitcher. Yeah. But the Boston Red Sox, right? Yeah. Well, they you got drafted, so who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, you know, that, it's a long he, ordeal. But yeah, good for her and good for the kids. And but anyway, so she wants to get back in touch with you. She kind of oh, misses yeah, the yeah. old days. Well, listen, honey, I got an idea. I'm going to have you back on one of these days, and I just want to hear stories because. When I was on the tour with the Godmen and Gearhart and Glover and the G Squad and all the crazy guys. Yeah, the G Men. The G Men. <laughs> yeah, the G Squad. Yeah. <laughs> it was the greatest time of my life. And uh, I, we had so many memories and so many stories. I've got, I bet you've got 10 hours worth of stories. So I'm going to drag, a, I'm going <laughs> to drag a few out of you. Okay. All right, Judy. Well, thanks for being with us and Phantom fans. The old clock on the wall tells us. We're out of time, and I look forward to talking to all of you again next week. We'll have another great guest to talk to, and thanks to our sponsors, Storm Bowling, Brad Edelman in the High Roller, and the Dave Kowalski from Michigan. He's a bowling guru, and we appreciate all our sponsors. I've got one more sponsor I've got to talk about, but i got to show that in a film. So that'll be later. Judy, thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Give my thanks. best to Mike when you go to the memorial, okay? I certainly will. And give your husband, Dave, a big hug for me. I love that guy. So okay, for, I will. For, for Phantom Radio, this is the Phantom. When you're down and troubled And you need some love and care And nothing, well, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me, and soon I will.